What up, what up, what up? Tim here, aka That Guy Slim, and this is episode one of GM with That Guy Slim. That's me. <laughs> so, um, since this is the first episode, you probably don't know me. So let's do a little introductory episode. I'll tell you what we're going to talk about uh, on the show and uh, a little bit about myself and what I kind of have planned for this show, right? So uh, that was redundant, but we'll go we'll go with it anyway. We're not going to do any editing here. This is just me talking. Uh, so I've been doing some podcasts. Uh, I have one that I do periodically for my business, which is a um, apparel printing business. I print t-shirts and hoodies and embroider hats and all of this sort of stuff uh, for businesses and brands and things like that. That's what I do day to day to collect dollars uh, from people, right? Because that's what you have to have to survive in this world um, is, is money. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes. But, so, um, that's what I do, and there's definitely an, an art aspect to that, right? Like, um, you know, we have to design uh, shirts for people, we have to design logos, we have to, um, you know, there's there's all, all sorts of design and art and things like that involved in that process. Um, in addition to that, um, I've kind of always been infatuated. I don't know if infatuated is the right word, but I've always been uh, into art in some fashion. Um, not necessarily like art theory or like art history, but like just creating things, right? Like when I was a kid, uh, I drew a lot, I would paint a lot, I would um, recreate the pages of my comic books and stuff, right? Like I would redraw them, uh, which was kind of a cool thing. Um, see how close I could get without tracing, right? Like I would see how close I could get to the original uh, art without tracing over the top, right? So like just freehanding, looking at it obviously, but just freehand drawing it. So that was always something fun to do. Uh, I always liked to build things, use my hands, um, different stuff like that. You know, I didn't get, so like, you know, there's that, the whole cliche of like, you know, we grew up poor, you know, and like, I didn't really grow up poor necessarily, um, but we didn't have extra stuff, right? Like we had everything we needed, um, but we didn't just get extra for the sake of having extra. So like, I didn't get, like I would get toys, like I would get uh, He-Man action figures or wrestler action figures or whatever, but I wouldn't get the play sets, right? Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the Castle Grayskull playset that came along with it or, you know, the wrestling ring or whatever. So I would have to build my own. I'd build my own stuff. I remember taking, um, you know, pieces of plywood or whatever and, and uh, cutting them into squares. This is when I was like four, five, six years old, right? Um, I would cut them into a square and then nail a nail into each corner and run a piece of wire around it and make that into a wrestling ring to play with my wrestling action figures, you know? So like always doing stuff like that, right? Building things, creating things. Um, there was a little while there where uh, as a teenager where I was into Magic the Gathering cards, the card game, and we would take, <laughs> we would take, you know, land cards or whatever, stuff that you had thousands of, and we would paint over the top of them and make new cards, 
right? So, like, that was something all, that we, we used to do back in the day. And, like, you know, so, so stuff like that's always been, um, I'm sure I'll come up with more things along the way, right? But, like, stuff like that's always been stuff that I've been into. And, um, you know, I never thought about it until recently. It's been probably about a year, year and a half, two years ago or so. You know, when you're a kid, they always tell you things like, you know, you can't make a living as an artist you can't you know can't make a living as an artist blah 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 and I realized about like I said about two years ago maybe a year and a half two years ago I realized that that's exactly what I'm doing right I'm making a living as an artist um my business that I run and operate I am the operator of it as well so I do all the work um is in fact art um, you know, that's it. Printing shirts and uh, designing shirts and, you know, all that sort of stuff. That's exactly what I do. I am an artist. So, um, recently, uh, while listening to Gary V, if you're not familiar, you should go check out Gary V, uh, Gary V-E-E, on everything. That's his, uh, his, his handle. Um, started talking heavily about NFTs. Uh, non-fungible tokens and uh, what that looked like or looks like right now still is very much um, art digital art being sold um, on online um, on I guess for lack of a better terminology the internet um, being sold on the internet uh, for cryptocurrencies for the most part there are some that you can buy with um, with government money with fiat money but for the most part they're being bought sold traded using cryptocurrencies and so since that I heard about those and you know I didn't really pay them much attention because I had bought some cryptocurrencies um, back about five or six years ago um, I fiddled around a little bit with like Litecoin and some other smaller coins. Um, I, I might have owned some Ethereum at one point and sold it, you know, or whatever. But if I did, I don't remember. Um, but <laughs> um, so I had played around with crypto a little bit. And when, when Gary started talking about NFTs and I had heard about NFTs um, other places as well. But um, really listening to Gary Vaynerchuk and kind of seeing some of the stuff that he was doing with the NFT world is what um, attracted me to it, I guess you could say. And I came in, um, I really came in as just a, a buyer, right? Um, I wanted to get in uh, to the world and kind of look around uh, find some projects that I thought were cool, um, purchase those projects, um, you know, purchase NFTs from those projects, and uh, then see, you know, what happens down the road. If they become valuable, I can sell them. If they don't, you know, whatever, it's cool. I still own the cool thing that I bought, right? Um, what I found out um, very quickly uh, 
in buying on the Ethereum blockchain was that you will spend more money than you expected to spend. And I say that because um, I'm looking at these NFTs that I was buying. I was buying into the project called um, Derpy Dragons. That project is, is basically dead now. Um, it didn't really make it. It didn't take off like it was supposed to. And now I'm stuck with some some little derpy dragons that are the cutest little artwork pieces ever, but they're basically worthless now. Um, and these things were minting, uh, when, when we say minting, that means the initial purchase, basically the initial uh, introduction of this piece to the blockchain, right? They were minting for like 0 0.035 uh, Ethereum or something like that, right? Uh, which at the time was like, I want to say like $150 maybe. It wasn't a lot, right? It was, it was I mean, $150 is a lot to, to a lot of people. Um, but I knew that there were, there were projects that were way more expensive than that. But I liked the way this one looked. It had a nice entry point as far as um, finances go, you know, financial entry point. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. So I actually sold a bunch of um, Dogecoin that I had. I had about $1,500 worth of Dogecoin and some other various um, meme coins, you know, and I sold all those and I turned them into Ethereum and I started buying uh, Derpy Dragons. And what I didn't realize starting out that I quickly had to learn was that when you buy a NFT that says it's selling for 0 0.035, that's not your total spend. Uh, there are what are called gas fees. And we'll get into gas fees a little bit deeper um, at some point. But what that basically means is that in order to transact on the blockchain, you have to pay a fee. It's essentially a tax. Um, it doesn't go to, it's not a tax that goes to like a government agency or anything like that. It's, it's paid to the um, quote unquote miners uh, that have set up systems to facilitate these transactions. It's basically payment to someone to trans to do this transaction for you. It's, it's a fee. It's exactly what it is. And these gas fees, um, can be fairly high sometimes. And what I learned very quickly was that I was, I thought I was spending $150 or $125 or whatever, um, worth of ETH on these derpy dragons, but really I was spending like $250 or $300 on these derpy dragons. Um, and I quickly realized that my Ethereum wallet was depleted before I thought it should be. And I wasn't paying attention. I just thought that I was paying, you know, buying and, and getting these cool little dragons, you know, uh, little cartoon dragons. I didn't realize that I was also spending uh, almost the same amount again on this fee. Um, Cause I didn't really do any research. Like, you know, you know how we are. We don't, we don't always do the research. But once I realized what was happening, I immediately stopped and was like, wait a minute, something's going on here. I need to figure out what it is. So then I started doing research. Um, 
and what I found out was that the gas fees were killing me, right? So I was like, okay, well I have this other NFT that I had bought a while back and I wanted to try to sell it. So I went to try to sell it and there's a one-time transaction. <laughs> there's a one-time transaction to be able to sell your NFT on the marketplace for Ethereum. The big marketplace for Ethereum is called OpenSea. And there's a one-time fee to be able to do that. Well, I didn't have enough Ethereum to pay the one-time fee. So I was like, okay, this sucks, you know? Um, so the gas fees really got me, right? The, that's the bottom line of that story. The gas fees really got me. So um, in buying the Derpy Dragons, though, I met a couple people uh, through Discord and, and Twitter and things like that. And one of them uh, introduced me to the Tezos blockchain. And now that's where I live. Um, I live on Tezos. I'm thinking about buying a vacation home on Solana, but right now I'm, I'm living on Tezos. Um, one Tezos is worth about $5, give or take, in uh, US dollars uh, worth of fiat right now, which is very doable uh, for most people. You know, you can get involved with Tezos buying and selling NFTs for 20 bucks, you know, or whatever. You can start out and you can get some pretty cool stuff for one or two Tezos. So uh, that's where I live now. And um, Ethereum, I don't really mess with at all. I have some NFTs there that I can't do anything with because I don't pay, haven't paid that fee, uh, the one-time fee to be able to actually do anything. Um, and not only that, even if I did pay the one-time fee, then to list the thing for sale also is a transaction. So that's another gas fee that I would have to pay. So, um, you know, it's just, it's incredible and ridiculous uh, what's going on there and how that whole uh, ecosystem works. I mean, I understand the need for uh, the gas fees, but also like it's it's a little out of control, right? Um, it's a big boys big boys game right now, essentially. If you don't have the money, dude, don't don't even try to do it. So I'm living on Tezos. I'm um, buying into some things and looking at some things, and uh, I buy a few projects and you know, kind of being guided by this other guy. Um, who maybe we'll have on the show one day if, if, if we can. We'll see what he thinks about it. Um, being guided by him into like, this is some of the cool stuff that I'm buying. And I was like, oh, that is cool. So I'm buying it too, right? And uh, so now I have some of those projects. And then I started delving into like looking for my own stuff and seeing what I like versus what following someone else into what they like, right? And I've, I've found some projects that I like and gotten involved with some things. But then I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to start making some NFTs. So I started making some NFTs. I started doing some drawing. Um, I bought myself an iPad a while back and um, had purchased Procreate for it, uh, which is one of the apps that a lot of people are using to do drawing, digital drawing and stuff like that. And I hadn't really used it that much, but I was like, you know what? Like, this is, this is why I bought this, apparently. Like, I didn't know at the time, but uh, this is what I bought this for. So I started doing some drawing. I started doing what I called remixes, where I was taking um, an existing project's NFT um, and basically turning it into my own artwork, you know, doing my version of it. And that's what, uh, that's what I started out doing. 
and those kind of caught traction a little bit. I sold a few, and um, by no means am I um, a popular NFT artist or anything um, as of the recording of this this episode. But um, you know, I have a few people that have enjoyed what I'm making. I started my own project um, that's not based on anyone else's art. Um, about three or four weeks ago as of right now, the beginning of December sometime, 2021. And um, I'm releasing those in batches of five. Um, This past week I did 10 instead of five just because I wanted to switch things up a little bit. So there are 20 of them out right now. So I guess it's been three weeks ago that I did five, five, and then 10. And yeah, that's... That's basically um, where I'm at in my uh, crypto slash NFT journey. And um, I'm really excited to see where things go moving forward. But uh, that kind of gives you a little bit of background on me um, and a little bit of uh, idea of where I'm at in my, my NFT slash crypto walk as it were, and um, I hope you come along for the ride. I really um, am loving this space. It's made, it's really brought out the creativity and all of that that I kind of, you know, pushed aside at some point um, along the way. Even though I work in in what I call as as what I call an artist uh, doing shirts and stuff, it's it's that stuff's really methodical and it's um, you know. It's redundant a little bit and it's you know it's not it is art but it's not my own art right like I'm creating something for someone else they're telling me this is what I want um, and then I create it right so so it is art but it's not my personal art and so NFTs have really given me a way to um, create my own personal art and put it in front of people fairly easily using Twitter and various Discord channels and things like that. So, you know, it's um, it's cool. It's fun. I'm really enjoying the NFT world. Um, I haven't really gotten into buying into any of these big projects that uh, are worth a ton of money or anything like that. I don't foresee that being where I go in this world. Um, I just want to make stuff, make it, I want to make art and then make it accessible to people. And that's why I chose Tezos as my blockchain of choice. And, um, because it is accessible to almost everyone. Um, and I mean, even if Tezos goes up in price to you know, $10. Let's say I'm putting something up right now for one Tezos, which is roughly five bucks. Um, you know, if Tezos goes up to $10, I can just list those same types of pieces for 0.5 instead of for one to keep the dollar amount, you know, the, the liquid amount the same, basically. And, and, you know, it's still just as accessible to anyone because the gas fees on Tezos are almost non-existent. 
gas fees on Solana are almost non-existent, and there are actually transactions on Solana that are free uh, on some platforms. They don't even charge you for different things. So, you know, I'm probably going to venture there a little bit. Tezos will be my home, like I said, but Solana might uh, end up being a little vacation spot at some point in the future. But, um, yeah, <laughs> that's me. That's the introduction to uh, me, that guy Slim, and also to the show. And I hope that I didn't bore you too much and that you'll be back for the next episode, which hopefully will be tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'd like to do one of these every day since it is called uh, Good Morning with That Guy Slim. It'd be nice to have one every morning, right? So let's see if that works out. Until next time, I'm That Guy Slim. Thanks for listening and goodbye.